Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. And this is episode 329, ladies and gentlemen, the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Live and living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I am Chris Featherstone, your host as always. We're going to have some fun tonight as we always do, ladies and gentlemen. The Pancakes and Power Slam show going strong. Tonight we have uh, a, a wonderful interview. A buddy of mine, uh, who's formerly known at WWE as Kalen Croft of the Dude Busters. Chris Pravone, he's doing some really good things in his life right now, teaching, his own brand, his own podcast. Uh, I really wanted to bring him on the show tonight because, um, you know, he was, uh, he used to tag team with Matt Capitelli, and of course we know that uh, uh, the unfortunate passing, uh, physical-wise, and as far as just uh, his earthly uh, presence, the the unfortunate uh, passing of Matt Capitelli, uh, former uh, OVW heavyweight champion, and uh, so it's it's been a very very tough time for his family and friends. And um, you know, I was only 38 years old and just um, brain cancer, and I had an opportunity to really 
follow his journey uh, through from a, from a journalism standpoint is and it's very interesting how you know the the life of journalism is absolutely amazing and I'm so blessed to have it. There's some stories that you cover that you that sticks to you that that really um, that really sticks to you and you, you really have a, a soft spot. Uh, and a sensitive spot to it. And I wrote multiple articles uh, on Capitelli during this time, during this journey of his um, brain uh, cancer and, and the tumor and, and, and so forth. And uh, his wife, I interviewed his wife, Lindsay, um, before uh, his passing. And, um, you know, she was still taking it in stride. And I shared with, I shared to my, on my podcast, um, uh, recently within the past few weeks of just uh just my take on Matt Capitelli and um so go back subscribe to iTunes check that out as far as just um my in my uh in-depth uh, just commentary on just how amazing Matt Capitelli was uh, to many family and friends and I was also blessed that I actually had an opportunity to chat with him uh, multiple times um and so uh that from a journal like i said from a journalism standpoint the fact that it, i actually had to uh, i had actually had an opportunity to interact with matt and it really um i'm blessed that i had an opportunity to do that so uh again our prayers are going out uh my prayers are going out the uh, the pancakes and power sam show our prayers are going out to the family and friends of matt capitelli and Brought on Chris Bravone tonight uh, to talk about just uh, his uh, how Matt influenced him uh, and his faith, uh, and just um, how he this his story of uh, just just being in a really dark place, being ministered to by Matt, and uh, being inspired to to re uh, just to turn around uh, and dedicate his life to Christ. And uh, really good story from Chris, and I'm sure that Matt uh, would be very proud and you know he's he's been on his journey for 10 years now and he you know i'm not going to spoil much of the interview but he did say that uh the first person he told when uh he um surrendered was was matt and uh so chris is going to talk about how matt influenced him and uh just the journey to lead up to where he is now so enjoy the interview on the other side we got uh, a lot to talk about so we got a lot of wwe stuff to talk about a lot of um uh, outside stuff. Someone wants to come back to wrestling, and someone returned to wrestling after after t- almost twenty years. So, we'll talk about that on the other side. We'll be right back. Enjoy this interview from uh, Chris Bravone, formerly known as Kalen Croft, and we'll uh, and we'll be back on the other side. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am here tonight. Uh, Pancakes of Power Slam show. Got a fun interview tonight. A uh, little bit sobering, a little bit somber. Uh, the, the the kind of the the point of the interview, but uh, hopefully we can make some some light and some some positivity from a very tragic moment. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you a good buddy of mine. Uh, he is Chris Pavone, formerly known in WWE as Kalen Croft. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing well, Chris. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. Oh, for sure. It's uh, funny. Uh, second time that you've been on a show, I don't remember the first time. I have to listen to the interview, but uh, it was a pretty good interview. Uh, but yeah, it's great to have you uh, back. And you're busy. You're a busy man these days. You got uh, 
I, I see you a lot on social media, really promoting your brand. So before we go into our discussion, let the listeners know what you're up to nowadays. Yeah, so I I um I still am currently a uh, elementary art teacher. I think a lot of people know that about me. I transitioned after my pro wrestling career into into the classroom, mm-hmm. and then over um, actually just about a year ago, um, I was inspired to you know start my own online business, and uh, you know I, I found that uh, you know personal coaching, life coaching helping people set and achieve their goals was something that I felt led to do and drawn to. And so I uh, started a podcast last August um, called the Crystal Bone Show, Live the Life You Imagine. And it's just about, yeah, success principles, you know, positivity, encouragement, um, you know, going after the things in life that we want. And, um, and from that, I, I built a, started to build a platform and, and um, started doing one-on-one coaching um, so that's been going well. Um, I, I formed a mastermind, which is like a, you know, community group coaching. And, um, and the one that I, particularly the one I have now is a, is a focus on the fitness aspect. Cause, uh, I, I noticed I had several people coming to me with help in reaching their health and fitness goals, you know, with, um, and at first I thought, well, you know, I'm not a personal trainer. And, uh, my business mentor said, you know, Right, but but what you're helping people with is their mindset. That's what I found. Man, it's just so much. Um, a lot of it is what we believe about ourselves. You know, and once we change that belief about who we are, you know, then you start taking the action. And um, you know, I've helped some guys like yeah, set get a plan of action as far as you know, just maybe it's just walking every day, you know, or, or in changing that belief about who they are and what they can do in the area of health and fitness. So it's all under the same umbrella of mindset, goal setting, and all that. And, um, and my website is crystalbone.com. And uh, if you want to check out the podcast, it's available on your favorite podcasting app. <laughs> and, um, yeah, crystalbone.com has pretty much everything I'm up to and where you can find me online. Indeed. And for those who are listening, Chris is spelled K-R-I-S Pavone is P-A-V-O-N-E, ChrisPavone.com. Yeah. So, uh, no problem. <laughs> no problem at all. Because uh, my name is Chris, as you know, and it's C-H, so. Uh, yeah. There's actually another, you're right, isn't there? The search engine doesn't know the difference. There's yeah. actually a Chris Pavone, C-H-R-I-S, who is a New York Times bestselling author, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, wow, that's that's a that's a that's a good person to be uh, confused by. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. speaking uh, speaking of someone who just really inspired you to uh, really live a positive life um, regarding just your lifestyle and particularly your faith uh, is Matt Capitelli, and of course we know that uh, unfortunately he he passed um, he passed away recently, and uh, he was only thirty eight years old. I believe he turned thirty nine this year, and um, yeah. you know he he was. Um, he was left by his uh, his wife Lindsay and family and friends. Um, Matt had a really specific role in your life when it came to uh, your your position, your your worldview as a believer, as a Christian. And you know, you you, you made a, a really interesting comment, a really profound comment. And as a as a fellow strong Christian, it really 
it, it really invoked me to want to put uh, bring you back to the podcast um, that you you talked about how uh, Matt was inspiring to you and how he showed you you know just the faith w- w- when you weren't even thinking about it and just you know there's been so many positive stories with that toward Matt Capitelli I've, I've talked to other people and they were talking about how just how unashamed and just uh, just really uh, committed and passionate he was about sharing his faith and other people were saying like he was too good for the business he was you know as far as that's concerned I know that Matt had a really big part in your life when it came to your your faith and your beliefs uh, just let the listeners know just your thoughts of Matt Capitelli you used to tag with him as well and just how he inspired you to be who you are today yeah absolutely um and I've kind of heard that too, like, you know, Matt, too good for the business sort of thing, which, you know, you may agree, like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that's the case. It's kind of like, you know, cause we're, we're supposed to be the beacon of light. That's in right. Dark places. Yep. <laughs> you know? yep. And the wrestling business can, can, yeah, it can be, you know, dark places times. So um, I feel Matt absolutely was, um, put, you know, well, we all are, we're all putting our, uh, thing where we are to, uh, you know, be, examples you know of the light mm-hmm. and uh yeah that that was my experience with that and you know i grew up like you know, i grew up catholic um you know, so i always went to church went to 12 years of catholic school i always believed in god um but i kind of always viewed him as you know a pinch hitter mm-hmm. and um you know not, not someone i could have a personal relationship with and yeah, ever since I met Matt, we met in 2003. Um, I was training at OBW at the time, and um, yeah, him and, and John John Hennigan had won Tough Enough Three, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they they came. I think I still remember dates well for some reason. They, they came. I think it was February of 2003, and um, yeah, I got to know Matt, and um, you know, almost immediately I remember he was a strong man of faith, and. Uh, you know, over the next few years, we, we became good friends, and um, particularly meet, meet him and, and Joey Mercury. Um, you know, we're really good buddies. I know he inspired Joey a lot too. And um, so, yeah, Matt was the guy that you know he, he walked the walk, you know, so to speak. And so I always admired that about him, and I would always think, man, you know, I, I knew God was the answer to everything. <laughs> and um, you know, I, I just kind of thought, well, you know, I, I probably couldn't have that relationship. That's Matt's thing, and, you know. <laughs> and, and, and things were good. You know, I, I was with the WWE and you know, developmental contract, and on my way, um, you know, getting on my way up to the main roster. Any time now, you, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, I was kind of one of the, the top guys in developmental in that time. Um, but meanwhile, like, my personal life is pretty much out of control. Um, you know, drinking all the time, just being wild and crazy. You know, who has time for God? When I'm, you know, and, and then, um, you know, it all kind of came to a head. You know, I was with the Miz, and me and the Miz were going to debut on SmackDown, and literally <laughs> days before we were supposed to, we were going to debut that Tuesday. That's when SmackDown was on Tuesday. Sunday, I got fired for. Just, you know, that weekend I was partying, getting really crazy, ended up in the hospital, nearly died. 
just from, you know, everything I was putting in my body and all that. And uh, so now things weren't so good, <laughs> you know. And, um, and I remember Matt called me to his house, um, you know, right, like right after I got fired and just talked to me. You know, he didn't lecture me or nothing. He just, you know, said, basically, he's like, there's a better way to, to, to live your life. And it's, with, you know, walking with God. And, um, and, and, and again, I, I recognized that and agreed that I, I, you know, I wasn't ready to, um, it's not, it's not that I was opposed to it. I just, I wasn't ready yet to make the, the changes necessary, you know, I'm not changes. I, to be willing to surrender. Yeah. Because I, I found grace. You know, I used to think that I got to, I got to clean myself up and then come to God. Where it's the opposite. You know, yeah, God takes the step Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we change from the inside. That's like, right. The, inside, the way I live my life today, it's not because, oh, I should. And I'm such a good, you know, look at me. I'm so, it's, yeah, man, Christ um, goes, goes to work on us in the inside. And I think yeah. that's our true selves that come out. And, uh, you know, our desires change, and that road becomes more and more narrow. Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, um, what was that? So, yeah, so, so Matt, all, he planted the seed. So I, I always knew God was the solution because cause Matt, you know, Matt had the answer. Mm-hmm. And um, so then, as, you know, as God will work, I, I believe he'll allow us to get ourselves in enough trouble. You know, he loves us so much, he'll, you know, blessed is the one who's, you know, disciplined. And I think, uh, you know, he'll um, allow us to get ourselves in enough trouble, in, in enough pain to where, you know, there's no other, there's no other yeah. option. Yeah, like, okay, right. now you're, now, are you ready now? Exactly. And that's where I was at. And it took another couple of years after I got fired. Mm-hmm. But, um. You know, to really be like, all right, man, <laughs> you know, maybe these, uh, maybe there is a way. And, you know, I believe, too, that when a student is ready, God will supply the teacher. And um, even even though I, I had people throughout my life, but like Matt, they were planting the seed. You know, that's yep. very important, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, in June of 2018, oh, I'm sorry, June of 2008, I just decided to you know, surrender my life. And, um, and, and I remember Matt was one of the first people I told and uh we were at our six flag show and um and, and he was there hanging out and he was like dude he was like he's so happy and um so, so yeah you know and, and then um yeah he, he was all yeah so I yeah he, he was going to plant the seed and, and and I uh you know always remember him for that and super grateful yeah that. yeah that's that's awesome <clears throat> I shared on my show uh recently um that you know it's 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 tough for his, uh, I know it's very, very tough. You know, the Bible talks about it is a time to mourn. So I know it's very tough for Lindsay and family and friends, you know, but I, I, I look at it from a, from a different vantage point as a Christian. You know, I say, I, I thank God that he blessed us with 39 years of Matt. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, and it's, it's tough. Of course, it's tough to digest as far as his presence, not being here on earth, but it's, you know, as we know, as we believe, it's a, it's a much, it's in a much greater place. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I look at it from a position of, you know, based on leaving a legacy, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're 30, if you can be 40 or you can be 80, if if you're an 80 year old who's done nothing with your life and don't live a legacy, 
You know, I mean, it's, it has no weight to someone who's 40 who's done so much for so many people and has left a legacy to others. You know what I mean? And it's, and, and, yeah. that's, and that's what I think about when I think of Matt. He's, you know, as far as accounts from you and other people I've heard, you know, God blessed us with that type of light for 39 years. And my, my prayer is that it inspires others to, to leave uh, a legacy and be a light similar to how Matt was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Amen. And that's kind of, I mean, really, that's what's been happening since, you know, Jesus walked the earth, which is pretty fascinating when you think about it. It's kind of yeah. like hearing uh, <laughs> yeah. the message and spreading that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the Holy Spirit translates. And yeah, I 100% agree with you know, what you just said about, about Matt. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming on the show tonight and really sharing your story with Matt. It's great to catch up with you again. And just once again, let the listeners know where to find you on social media and uh, your website. Yeah, uh, again, the website is chrispavone.com, and that's yes, Chris with a K, K-R-I-S. Um, I am uh, Croft Daddy WWE on Twitter, and I am the same name, Chris Pavone, on Instagram. I'm Chris Pavone on Facebook as well. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Once again, that's ChrisPavone.com, K-R-I-S-P-A-V-O-N-E.com. Chris, it's been a pleasure speaking to you tonight. Chris, you as well, man. Best of luck with the show. And, um, you know, let me know if I can do anything in the future. And I'll, I will do anything for you in the future, and I will do the same. Appreciate it, man. Have a good night. You, you got it. Thank um, you. Bye-bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three, our mind, let's go. The whole squad is making it clear, we taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play, these big boys play. Like who defies the living God, get out the big boys way. Outsiders with the swoop in, we live as kings, you see in us. But our third man waits in the wings, and when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo, cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them to the max. And I'm Das Wonderkin, with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent, to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never crippled. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am Glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals, using God for my defense in Alabama we jamming that's beautiful Bobby E and me and Priest we the dangerous alliance nah the Harlem Heat tie the do-rag before we do battle you're talking sheep you are what you speak this too sweet the genre is just back we repping that work pack the foundation shaking no mistaking yeah we shook that trusting God we trust pushing forward never look back meekness ain't at all weakness some people mistook that stamping out this crook rap he turning the power we're on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games, our army go move too. You crew, I'm in the raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. 
We tag teaming, Steiner brothers, we love it. Demand the win, establish it. This the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And we are live and in living color, getting funky like a monkey. If you wheel pancakes and power slam show episode 329, here we go. Once again, a special thank you to Chris Pravone, formerly known as Kalen Crofton, WWE, talking about his faith in Matt Capitelli and how, um, how, how Capitelli really helped him. So, once again, our thoughts and prayers. What's going on, everybody who's coming on to the chat room? I'm ready to have a lot of fun. Uh, once again, our thoughts and prayers are with Matt Capitelli. And uh, that was really, um, really good stuff. Really good stuff to hear from from Chris Pavone, Kalen Croft, as far as how Matt Capitelli really helped him in his career. So what's going on, Mayhem, Joseph, Mo, uh, Amphil, <laughs> Uh, and everybody else that's coming on here on the chat room live. So uh, for everybody who's on here now, let me give you a really quick trivia question. Uh, Here we go. What year was No Holds Barred released? What year was No Holds Barred released? You may not know who you are inside when life gives you the test. What's going on, Kenny? Uh, somewhere most of the 1980s. Um, yeah, that's true. 1980s. Uh, <laughs> what what part? 1980. What 1980? What? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Yes, correct. 1989, ladies and gentlemen. 1989. All right. Without further ado, we got so much going on. Let's bring in the co-host with the most Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? Doing well, man. How y'all feeling? Doing good, doing good, doing good. All right. Without further ado, it's time. Let's get into the headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. All right. We're going to hit the controversial topic uh, early. <laughs> We're going to hit it early. We're going to talk about some The Immortal Hawk Hogan. Thunder Lips. <laughs> Thunder Lips. And the Mega Powers. Oh, yeah. I think it. Uh, all right. So now that my voice is strained. Uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. You can't talk like Savage um, too long. I, you can't talk like Randy Savage too. Yeah. Whew. You got to get some water after you talk like Randy Savage. Uh, yeah, if you're not Randy Savage. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, so, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I had Lanny Pop on the show last week. And, you know, but he's a good sport about it, though. You know, at least he's. Yeah. Thank you, Kenny. Kenny said, I have a great Randy Savage impression. New year. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I'm already getting the questions. So we're going to talk about Hulk Hogan. So uh, on the Wrestling Inc. Facebook page, um, 
I discussed um, I, I discussed it in detail as far as just my thoughts on Hulk Hogan. And, um, yeah, so I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, this is this is the, re- the repeated version of uh, my thoughts on Hulk Hogan. Um, and this is a synonymous of what I said a few a couple of days ago. So I forgive Hogan. I don't accept what he did. So that's basically the gist of my whole deal. I don't I don't accept what he did, but I forgive him. Uh, I forgive him. Because we've all done our fair share of, uh, of bad things in our day, um, it's offensive, it's repulsive, uh, it's reprehensible, um, it's just downright terrible uh, to use a racial slur. Uh, it's it's not, it will never be accepted. I will never accept the fact that you um, use a racial slur against my race. That's clear. That's clear and flat out. Um, in addition to that, though, I forgive you. Um, Christ forgave me, and I want to forgive Hulk Hogan. So those are my those are my thoughts. What do you think, Evan? Yeah, we we talked about this for about thirty minutes uh, with my staff just on my show. Um, I did a late show, so lately just got off air and both came on this other great show. Um, I, I feel like this. Hogan should be forgiven For what he said Uh, Is it right about what he said No There's been Times and I'm not There mentioning names Me and you brother We've talked about this off air And I've told you the name I've been Backstage At after parties In hotel rooms Parking lots all over with WWE Legends, Rockin' Hall of Fame from all over the world that we done had on our shows and all over. And I've heard some things always privately from what Hogan has said. Was it right? No. But I feel like everybody should be forgiven. Christ forgave us. If you don't believe in Christ, then whatever higher power or deity, if you monotheistic, Whatever you're If you power don't believe in Christ, now is a good time to start. Oh, yeah. It is, uh, you better be right <laughs> if you don't believe in him, brother, when you go. Um, <laughs> whatever your deity, <laughs> supreme being is, Christ, <laughs> Christ, has, Christ has forgiven me multiple times. Grabbed the stone multiple times. And I feel Hogan should have been forgiven. And I feel, you know, Titus O'Neill, Echo walking out. It's like this. We all said things we weren't supposed to have said. We all have done things that we shouldn't have done. Even the great people, our great fans are on the chat now. We all have done it. Man up, woman up, kitty up, teenage up, younger daughter, senior citizen up. And I apologize. That's what Hogan did. And I feel, yep. why not? I mean, Tom heals all wounds. We've been in, we, me and you, Featherstone, have been in this business five to six years in media. You're a respective journalist. I'm not a journalist, but I'm a respective radio host in media. 
people in the business have forgave each other for forward. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it comes a time to give them and move on. Tedis when they're walking yeah. out, that's how he felt. As long as he don't get reprimanded, okay. But let's not all forget, brother, that Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself said that good old word that starts with an N on our TV. T. John Cena yep. in a pay-per-view. And just to let you know, all powers that was in the backstage at that time were not happy. So all I'm saying is, you get on Hogan for what he said, he apologized. What about the other times that it was said by other people? That's all I got to say. Yep. Yep. I think that pretty much says it. I think, um, you know, it's it's never justified of, um, you know, what he did. That's for sure. And make that very clear. Uh, But, you know, I think that – I think that Hulk Hogan should be back in the WWE, brother. I think, uh, you know, me and him were at odds with each other for a long time after the Mega Powers, yeah. But I tell you what, yeah, Hulk Hogan should be back in the WWE Hall of Fame, yeah. I'm happy that he's back because he's my brother, no matter what. Oh, yeah, dig it. Yeah, so (laughs) that's why... uh, my black machismo squared, I guess you could say. <laughs> you could say. Uh, Jay Lethal does. Jay Lethal does an amazing Randy Savage impression. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go. All right, let's get into uh, the, the Rock, as this uh, man would say. So he recently did an <laughs> the Rock. Uh, he recently did an interview. Um, <laughs> Muscle Man always forgot Elizabeth had an H at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's hilarious. I agree. Um, yes, he would always say, Eat Elizabeth. Uh, but the the funniest part was uh, <laughs> when he proposed to Elizabeth, he was like, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, will you marry me? And then Elizabeth was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Classic yeah, WWE. Yeah, I love, gotta love those times. Gotta love those times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Funny, funny stuff. Uh, I really miss the WWE, the old days. There was so much awesome stuff, man. But, uh, yeah, Attitude Era, The Rock, um, he wants to return to wrestling. You know, he's uh, doing real big stuff with the Seven Bucks Productions. He's doing real big stuff with, uh, he's got John Cena. Um, he's, he's He's got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, just with the Seven Bus Productions, with his uh, acting, he's so busy that uh, he was supposed to be in the role that John Cena is right now, but he was too busy to take it, so he just he brought John Cena. So, um, so yeah, he he wants to return to wrestling. You know, he he said that uh, he desires to have uh, an in ring return. Uh, WrestleMania 29 was the last time he. Had a full match. He had a six-second match against Eric Rowan at WrestleMania 32. But 
uh, because of his acting and things like that. 28, he tore his guts out, basically. He tore his uh, abductors, his adductors, had a hernia, and he just basically tore his guts out. And so as far as an actor and his agents and things like that, you know, they wouldn't have it as far as uh, <laughs> as far as getting that together. So, yeah, I mean, I would I would be fine with seeing uh, Rock do a one off. I'd, I'd be totally fine with that. Uh, people are saying uh, got someone saying AJ Styles because he claims SmackDown is the house that he built. Uh, someone else is saying Elias. Um, so, yeah, you know. Oh, okay. So Rob is asking, uh, what's his role going to be? I think like it was before, uh, like an ambassador role. He'll probably, what I can see happening is that either he'll host SummerSlam or he'll host WrestleMania. Um, that's what I see as far as, you know, um, what he'll do for the WWE. Of course, you know, ambassador work, um, uh, occasional appearances and things like that. Um, Roman Reigns, uh I got another same person saying Roman Reigns um, asking me who, in my opinion, I think if there's one match that he should be in, it should be Roman Reigns, hands down. Um, I, I'm, you know, you know, even even for the title, I'd be fine if it was for the title. Rock versus Roman Reigns, headline WrestleMania 35. Think of the box oh. office for WrestleMania 35 oh. if the Rock versus Roman Reigns was the main event. The, the, I mean, just from a against uh, just, Goldberg. No, that wouldn't be the main event for sure. I don't. See, I don't see that match going fast at all. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Rock versus Reigns. Yay! Yeah, that's that would be amazing. This, this, this is the thing. The Rock. I was at WrestleMania 27. I'm not sure you. I was at Mania 27. The Rock. Smash that Mania came to be one of the worst. It was my first Mania. So it holds a sentimental part of my heart. Yeah, it had to be one of the worst Manias. It has to be up there WrestleMania was... 9 or WrestleMania 11. Yeah. Uh, it, and the yeah. Rock was a special guest. He wore the same clothes two years in a row. Rock, if you come yes. back, we get it. This, this, <laughs> same, this same fitted jeans, tight shirt. <laughs> the Rock, take, the Rock never yep. keeps the neck going. Fans, fans that love The Rock probably going to get on me. I'm going to catch heat for this. Uh, the Rock is cool. The Rock paces in the ring when he talks. He doesn't keep still. He writes his notes in his hand. I mean, look, you need The Rock. You have Hogan back. You need The Rock. If the Rock come back, cool. Just make sure. Please make sure Rock is a wrestling show. Past few times you wrestled, you ripped your butthole and, and your pec muscle and your eye muscle and your earlobe and your shoulder blade. Rock, you didn't gain like 50 pounds of muscle. So yeah. I love the Rock, but just you come back, make sure you please. Please be in wrestling shape. You don't need him to get in. Yeah. I mean, Skyscraper yeah. bombed in the box office. So did Rampage. Take a break. Got a comment saying, I don't want to see Roman Reigns do anything. I'm anti Roman Reigns. Well, you know what? The big dog. That's too bad. Uh, real, real, <laughs> real, real quick. Uh, 
the fact you segue ahead to Raw, it's hilarious to me how in the beginning of Raw, the, the, the first 20 minutes as usual, everybody's coming out, interrupting, when Angle's in the ring. No one says a lick. Elias comes out, and Bella comes out, and Lashley comes out. His theme song is weird to me because I, I don't understand it. It's like, it's like complex. And no one says a thing. They get Roman Reigns come out. What do you hear? It's so big, y'all. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I inbox. You're like, here we go. It's so big, y'all. So that would be the perfect time for Booker <laughs> T to be commentating. You have right. you have Michael Cole, you know, uh, experience of the best moment of his night. It's the big dog, and then and then, Miss, and then Booker T. Oh, here we go! Here we go! Oh, here we go! That would have been the best one-two punch oh, for the Robin Ray. It's the big dog. Oh, here we go! Oh, here we go! <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I had to segue the roll real quick. Oh, I apologize. Uh, <laughs> just go, go back and watch Raw uh, uh JHP Network, GHP. Why is this utter silence? Everybody comes out. Here on the ring. Oh, here we go. Now, now Yo. I want to see on commentary now. I want to. I mean, I wanted to have on commentary, period. But now I really want him on commentary because. Every time Roman Reigns come out, that's the, the one thing. about to heat right up. There. Roman Reigns is out. It's about to heat up. <laughs> no, they're not really. Oh, we yeah. need Don West. Really? Where, where is the, we need Don West in the WWE. Oh, my gosh. What oh. a maneuver. Roman Reigns, the big dog. Roman Don, Reigns. So, Don so West is a good. He's a really good promoter. <laughs> you know, that's, that's his deal. Like, he's a really good promoter. But I could not, I could not digest Don West on the WWE in, oh, in TNA. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Oh, um, WWE. So no. <laughs> for my man GHP, uh, right, so, I, I'll meet, I'll talk the rest of the night in Don in my Don West voice. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> um. So here's here's WrestleMania 11. So uh, you had Edge defeating Alberto Del Rio. To retain the championship, that was actually his last match. That's his last match. I uh, had to retire after that. Cody Rhodes and Mysterio was a really good match. It was uh, about twelve minutes. Um, I was surprised by that actually. Um, so yeah, and then you had the Big Show, Kane, Kofi Kingston, and Santino defeating the Core. Oh, it was a minute and a half. Oh. It was terrible. Oh, my gosh. Decor. And then you had Orton defeating Punk. That was a solid match. Cole defeating JR by DQ. I mean, uh, uh, Lawler by DQ with Austin as a referee. What is up with Austin having such these terrible matches he has to referee? Uh, Undertaker defeating Triple H by submission. That was a really good match. That match was almost uh, half an hour long. And then you had John Morrison, Snooky, and Trish defeating Ziggler and Lakeor, which was terrible. That was, that match was a little bit over three minutes. I mean, that's what in the world? And then you had is defeating uh, John yeah, Cena. Um, yeah, it just it was just a bad pay per view. It was just it, like there was nothing about. 
This was what the, 27 was definitely had. It was definitely one of the worst WWE WrestleMania pay-per-views, period. So, um, Roman is WWE's guy. Oh, bottom line, WWE or it gives you indie fans SmackDown and NXT. Raleigh, yes, I I agree with you. Yeah, Roman Roman Reigns. No matter what, no matter what, if you like him or if you don't, Roman Reigns is the big dog. Uh, all he, right. He, Next he trivia failed. question. What year did Medusa dump the WWE Women's Title in the trash on WWE Nitro? What year did Medusa WWE Nitro dump? Oh, Brandon! Look at Brandon with the correct answer already. Nineteen ninety-five. Isn't that crazy? Twenty three years ago is when that happened. Wow. And I'm you, getting old. I remember watching it live. <laughs> yeah. Like wait, wasn't Next she question. in WCW before? Oh yeah, yeah. She was she was Medusa. Um and uh, Alundra Blaze, well, she was in AWA, and then that, that's when she really got big was in Medusa and AWA, but she was in WCW too. All right, next question. Who did Goldberg defeat to win the WWE World Heavyweight title? Who did Goldberg defeat to win the WWE World Heavyweight title? Now, I'm not saying universal. Now, I said WWE. So I'm seeing people saying Hogan. Brandon, all right. Look, see, look, Brandon's coming in and he is, uh, he's closing shop. Triple H, as William Regal would say. Triple H. <laughs> A lot of people who are British, they pronounce their H's. They they sound they they say this H sound and then you know say the rest. They triple H. Uh, someone says, Brandon, your thumb game is on point tonight, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, let's talk about, uh, David Arquette. Speaking of, uh, back then in the nineties, David Arquette, uh, ready to rumble. We talked about ready to rumble last week, this week, or flavor of the week is going to be the movie review. We're going to talk about body slam tonight. How about that? Body slam. I watched it when I was a kid, and I watched it now. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll, I'll tell you how I feel about it. So we'll talk about we'll talk about uh, Body Slam tonight featuring Dirk Diggler. What's, what's his name? Dirk. What's his name? Dirk Diggler or something? Or not? Uh, oh goodness. What was what was Body Slams? It was Roddy Piper and um, the guy's name. I don't remember. I'll figure it out. The, uh, David Arquette. Um, okay, so Body Slam. Dirk Benedict. Benedict. Um, yeah, he was the promoter. Dirk Benedict. Um, that's a funny name. <laughs> that's a, that's a, Dirk yeah. Benedict. <laughs> he should be Dolph Ziggler's manager. Uh Dirk Benedict and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, that's two funny names for you. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, Rob. Yes. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> as far as uh, the the body slam. You know, I, I liked it so much as a kid, but we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> sounds like a breakfast food special. <laughs> hey, can I get a? Can I get a? Uh, let's see. Can I get a Dirk Benedict with the eggs over easy, please? Um, <laughs> um, all right, so David Arquette, uh, he did backstage after um, – he was hated backstage after winning the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. He had an interview with uh, Sunday Night's Men Events, a really good interview. And he's, uh, what, 40 – he'll be 47 this year in September. Sure. And uh, – Won the WCW World Heavyweight Championship in 2000 on an episode of Thunder. It was taped. Not only was not only David Arquette winning the title was uh, controversial, but it was on a taped episode of Thunder, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, so yeah, he he won it. Uh, he said that uh, Eric Bischoff didn't have any say at that time. Uh, he was more of a talent in 2000. <clears throat> Vince Russo was. Uh, he had the helm. He, was, he took the reins, and it was a, it was a Russo call. He wanted to promote Ready to Rumble. He thought that, that was the best way to do it. Uh, Russo, um, he's never really been a mark for the business, uh, really, unfortunately, you know. And it was just a prop for him. It was his goal. He just wanted to, you know, he looked at the title. He's like, this is a prop to be used to uh, make Ready to Rumble a very popular show. So, you know, yeah, you know, I unfortunately, a lot of people didn't like it. Um, And, you know, he was talking about how he was hated backstage and he was like, listen, I'm sorry, you know, but he also said, you know, if it was, if someone else was in his shoes, they will, they would have done the same thing, which I agree with. I mean, I, I, I believe that, you know, if anybody else, if there was another actor at the time, if Jimmy, if Jimmy King from Ready to Rumble, uh, uh, Oliver <laughs> Pratt, I believe his name is, if he came, if they wanted Jimmy King from Ready to Rumble to crown people using a double axe handle and win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that Jimmy King would be totally fine with winning the, the WCW Championship. It's really hard to. You know, say, oh, I'm not going to do that. I mean, if you're a, if you're an actor and you don't watch wrestling at all and you're not a fan at all, uh, you know, saying no will make more sense because you don't want to like have major heat with the boys. But Arquette was a he. I mean, he was a wrestling fan, so you know, that's that. Um, Rob is saying, how was Dave Arquette different than Nicholas this past Mania? That's true. Um, you know, that's that was uh, it's, it's, a, it's a prop at the end of the day, it is a prop, but at the same time, of course, we're big wrestling fans, so we didn't like it. But after, li- after listening to the um podcast, um, well, the difference, Rob, is that one was uh, a uh, an adult and the other one was a minor, so uh, I guess that is a big difference. Um Multi Apples is asking, uh, which is worse, David Arquette winning the WCW World Championship or the Finger Poke of Doom? <sighs> I'd say Arquette, really, uh, because at least you had two established world champs with Hogan and Nash with the Finger Poke of Doom. 
Um, but Arquette winning the title was just uh, yikes. Um, but after listening to his after listening to his interview, I'm in, you know I I you talk about I guess it's the the podcast of forgiveness. I forgive David Arquette, uh, and I'm on his side now because he's almost fifty years old, and you know. Um, he wants to return. He, he's returned to wrestling. He had his first. He had his first match against RJ City for Championship Wrestling for, from Hollywood last uh, weekend. This past this past uh, Sunday, um, same day as uh, Extreme Rules. And I mean, he he's forty seven years old. He came back almost twenty years later because he actually wants to wrestle now. He said he had he has a uh, he bought a wrestling ring. He has in the back of his yard in his backyard now. He does BJJ. He does a bunch of training. And, you know, he went to Santino Brothers School. So, I mean, he's he's making some moves. I mean, I can't I, – listen, I can't be upset with David Arquette now because he's really legitimately wrestling now. I mean, doing all the training and, and doing all the character work. He's an actor. He's a famous actor. So that's that's the – I mean, that's one of the perks of being an actor. You know, you kind of have a one-up as far as just developing a good character. And David Arquette has that. I mean, now he's an officially in the community of professional wrestlers. That was It's his choice to do it. He could be making a bunch of money acting again. I mean, still, he's been acting for 20-plus years. He could have been making a bunch of money, continuing to act. But he made the decision to risk his body, you know, at almost 50, starting to wrestle is, is tough. I mean, people usually end their careers starting his wrestling career. I mean, you really can't count just, you know, he had, what, what like four matches in 2000, and he had one in 2010. Uh, he was he was in WWE, and he teamed up against Alex Riley against Randy Orton, but he didn't do anything. He was just He just stood there. Uh, on in the corner, and then at the end, uh, he Randy Orton gave him a power bomb through the table. But he really has he he's had five matches in an entire career, and you know, and now he's really starting his wrestling career when people end it. So I gotta give him props, man. You know, I, I'm I'm sold on David Arquette now. I'm I think that it's a good call from him. I think it's a good deal. I'm excited to see how his wrestling career uh, develops. That almost 50, you know, at nearly 47 years old. I'm sure it's not going to be long, but, you know, if he feels that he's in wrestling shape and he can go a few years, listen, I'm for it. You know, win, win an indie title or, or two or, you know, just kind of, you know, be be in the indies. If ROH want to grab him or, you know, Lucha want to grab him, you know, he's he has a namesake and he'll have wrestling background and actually some Actual, you know, some actual matches under his belt now. So, David Arquette has my vote. I'm for it. Uh, he's um. Uh, go ahead. Well, yeah, David Arquette. Why not? I mean, you know, he, people get mad for Arquette winning the title. It was shot big. You, it's been done. This man was champion. This man was champion. Yep. The connection. Uh, Joe was asking. I mean, seen... Then DDP started wrestling when he was 35. Yeah. Yeah. So. Had a late career himself. Uh, he was a manager for a while, and you know he started. 
I think <clears throat> was he like forty two or something like that when he first won the uh yeah. WCW World Championship. Yeah. He was in his forties. Like yeah. I remember you said that in, in the interview. Yeah, when in uh the interview that I had with him, um he said he was like forty two or forty three or something like that when he first won the championship. So, you know, people <laughs> it's very uncommon. Very only very few people have done have won their first world championship in their forties. So, you know, I give it to him. <clears throat> All right, here's the next trivia question. Fill in the blank. My name's blank and I love to fight. Fill in the blank. My name's blank and I love to fight. Um Jason, Multi Apples, Brandon. My name's Finley and I love to fight. That theme song was pretty cool too. Uh, Finley, you know what, man? They really did a good job for that little time. I think that, you know, didn't he win the U.S. championship? Yes, he did. Yeah. I think they did a good job. I was surprised that they actually booked Finley. I mean, that they actually yeah, came Finley. back, and he was just a, a mean – I mean, he was just a, a harsh, just – this really hard-nosed um, competitor. He, he's 60 years old now, and they brought him back, what, like in 0, I don't know, was it 03, 04, somewhere around there. So he was in his mid, he's in his mid-40s when he came back, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Finley, Goldust, and William Regal should have been world champions. Um... I don't know in the WWE. I don't think they pushed each. I don't think they pushed enough, honestly. Uh, let's see. He came back in, yeah, 2005. So he was a trainer from 01 to 05. And um, they just decided to bring him, put him back on air. So yeah, that's that's really cool. I I I really he did a good one. He did a good one. Yeah, he was absolutely. So he was he was forty seven when he came back. He was almost fifty years old. Wow, forty seven years old. And he won the U.S. champion. He won the U.S. title. Um, let's see, because he he was released in WWE. As a personality, then he came back uh, like a year later. They brought him back um, as a producer. So he won the U.S. title. Um, yeah, that's what that's uh, you know that's I love seeing stuff like that, man. Just they, they, you know, having a comeback. You know, and he was he was, he was great too. He was really good in the ring. Still had it. He was real sharp. Still still very sharp in the ring. This really goes to show how good he was as a as a performer. He won a J- July eleventh, two thousand six. He had about he had it for about a month and a half. Um, so in two thousand six, he was forty eight. Forty-eight years old yeah. as the United States champion, man. Well, that's really cool. I, I think that's really cool. The good matches he had with Regal and Benoit. 
me and the match you said with Lashley when Lashley was a rookie. I mean, Matt yep. Hardy. I mean, he just yep. he had very good matches. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so he, so Finley, I don't think he should have been world champ. Uh, U.S. champ was really good for him, uh, almost fifty years old. William Regal, I don't think they pushed him enough. Goldust, on the other hand, I think he could have had a world championship run. He mentioned that recently too, that he wanted to be world champ. Um, he still wants to be world champ. Um, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. But you know, I I think that uh, he could have had a run. Someone else is saying. Uh, MVP should have been world champ. I agree. I think MVP should have been world champ. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, does Taka Mishinoko deserve to be in the Hall of Fame since most use his finisher? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that Taka should be. I mean, you know, he's he was a great uh, he was he was a great personality for sure. But should he be in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't think he made an impression enough to be in the Hall of Fame. So. All right, so let's get into Eric, Eric Bischoff. <laughs> this is ah. the night of impersonation. Ah. Bischoff. Um, he had a interview recently. Uh, I believe it was Locked In uh, podcast, Lock In Lock Up podcast on Sky Sports, and he's re- returning. Considering returning as a WWE manager, now he's, you know, it was just kind of like talking. They were just kind of talking about it. It wasn't nothing huge, but you know, he said that he doesn't want to come back as a general manager, which I agree with, but he also said like, hey, you know, he wouldn't ma- he wouldn't mind uh, coming back as a manager to someone who needs a little bit more work with their mic skills and to build their, you know, someone who's still very who's still polished in the ring kind of unpolished in uh, on their the mic and the character, um, <laughs> Wild Boy said, "You and Bruce in a room doing a voice off would be hilarious." <laughs> ah, I think I'm gonna put you over tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I think Wild Boy has the coat of the. Going on, Lexi. Glad to have, glad to have you tonight. Uh, yeah, I think I think that both of us. Yeah, first of all, he would go do his dusty rule. He he would do he would do his Randy Savage year and say, you know what? I think you and I, Dusty, should have a match tonight. And then Dusty would say, yeah, you know what, brother? I think baby, we should have a match tonight, you and I, baby, for the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. And then Vince would come in and say, well, you know what, Dusty? You're fired. <laughs> that would be a very interesting conversation between the three of them. Uh, and then Hulk Hogan would come in and say, uh, hi. <laughs> That's all he would do. All right, so uh, let's talk uh, about um, <laughs> brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to brother. Uh, all right, so, yeah, you didn't think uh, I was WWE the right guy. I'm not going uh, to flex you, brother. I, <laughs> I think oh, the authors of pain would be good for Eric Bischoff to uh, manage. So, um, and if anybody I can think of, it would be the authors of pain. I can't think of really anybody else that's uh, – 
Leslie. Keep them polishing. Uh, Leslie. No. No. I think. I'm I mean, it wouldn't fit. Bischoff wouldn't click, but, uh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, Bischoff degraded with three minute warning. Even though he really wasn't their manager, he was kind of like their, I guess, handler, if you will. But, um. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think, yeah. So with that, I think AOP makes sense. So, yeah, I, I think yeah. AOP, AOP desperately needs some help. I really think, I mean, they, they need some help like crazy. And um, without a manager, it's really tough. Multi-Apples is saying, it was me, Austin. It was me all along. It was me, Austin. Uh, it was me all along. All right, so here's a, here's a quick trivia question. What did Vince McMahon say after that? It was me off then. It was me all along. Uh, one, bum, 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 bum. So he said seven words. Mm-mm-mm. Eight words. Eight words. What did Jim Ross say? I can't say that on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right. it's one of the great Jim Ross ones. Life sucks, and then you die. And then you die. <laughs> um, now make now makes now make Roman Reigns stronger. You're fired. Um, no, no one knows what he says. Roman Reigns needs to join ALP and make ill faction. Oh, that'd be interesting. I think, he, I, 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 but I think Roman Reigns need to be with Heyman. I've said that before. I'll say it again. Um, so yeah. So no one knows what Vince McMahon said after that. I think I stumped the chat room, ladies and gentlemen. I think I stumped the chat room. No one knows. Uh, or uh, hashtag pan, uh, pancakes and power slams. What do y'all know? It There it is. There it is, wild boy. You, uh, well, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. It says you bought it hook, line, and sinker. But, um I'll give it to you. He says, you all bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Good job. Nice little nostalgia there. Um, you all bought it. Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, all right, so uh, WWE possibly having two WrestleManias in the same year. I think this is a bad call. Um you know, they really want to expand their Australia thing and Saudi Arabia thing. Uh, pancakes were 60 cents at IHOP today. Oh, man. Yeah, it was. It was. I did not know that. I would have had some breakfast there. <laughs> I used to catch the free pancake day, but, yeah, I, I, I don't know what it is, though. All right, so... Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of uh, two WrestleManias. I think that just takes away just the excitement of just preparing. Too much. Uh, you know, you know what I mean. I just, I, I just prepare. Too like, much. We get excited about that one once a year. You see all these. You see all these things here. You see all these logos here in the back. That's the history of WrestleMania. And you get back, you go back to here, WrestleMania one, and this right here is has is way too prestigious 
to say I want more than one a year. <clears throat> These are this is thirty plus years of WrestleMania logos here. And why would you want to do that twice a year? I think that's a bad call. You don't want to do it. It's too much. I mean, we were all we already have so much wrestling as it is. We have the network. Yeah. WWE has at least one pay per view a month, and not even counting the NXT takeovers, the NXT and RH and New Japan, which you know we all love pro wrestling. But it's like that's too much. You need it's no two Super Bowls, it's no two World Series, it's no two. You just need one. You, that's all you need. Like you yeah. said, it takes away exactly the right. value yep. of having two mania. I totally agree. There's not two Super Bowls. There's not the greatest Super Bowl. There's not the greatest World Series. The greatest Stanley Cup. Like why would you? Like you're, you're, um. You're promoting WrestleMania as being like the you know the biggest WWE event of the year and wanting it to be you know compared to the Stanley Cup and the um, the uh, world uh, the uh, World Series and um, the NBA Finals and the Super Bowl. I mean, why why would you have two of them? It just it dilutes it, dilutes the mystique, it dilutes the the thrill of it. Um, they don't need to call it UK. Just call it something else. Actually, I, I 100%, 100% agree with that. Rage in the cage. <laughs> that sounds so much like a WCW, WCW, baby. That sounds so much like a WCW event. WCW, Rage in the cage. That's my Tony Collision in Korea. Raging Cajun. Oh, it was subtitles in the quickening. Raging Cajun. Like what? Um Yeah, Rob, they they are talking about bringing back Halloween Havoc. So yeah, that would be But the thing is Dude, they, can we get the green monster not, back? Not, can we get can we get the green monster back with the pumpkin? Brought to you by Slim Jim, oh, Halloween yeah. Havoc, the little Juju. Yeah. WCW had some great sets, man. Some of them sets were good uh, <laughs> old days. Didn't, didn't WWE have Rage in the Cage, though? I think they already had a Rage in the Cage. Rage in the Cage was the Game Boy game. It was a Game Boy. It was a WWE game it was for the game? game Boy. Yeah, it was a game for the Game Rage Boy. Rage in the Cage. Like, like the Still Cage Challenge. Um, but yes. I don't know if it was a Raging McCain released December 21st, 1993 for Sega. <laughs> Sega. Oh, Sega, I'm sorry, Sega. <laughs> wow, Rage in the Cage, 1993, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, so years. it was a video game, so I'm sure they own the rights to it. That was the name, Rage in the Cage. Um, so, you know, why not? Why not? Rage in the Cage, bring it back. Rage in the Cage. That's the UK event. That's the UK WrestleMania. Rage in the Cage. All right, so next trivia question. What year did Kerry Von Erich win the Intercontinental Championship? What year did Kerry Von Erich win the Intercontinental Championship? No, Lexi, we haven't done Axe Chris, but uh, we'll do it now. Um, hashtag Ask Chris. Um, 
you want to ask me questions, go for it. Hashtag Ask Chris. Here in the chat room. Hashtag Ask Chris. Um, most important thing they need to bring back is Saturday Night's main event. I agree with that. I missed that theme song. You know, they Jason, did, good they, job. They brought their back. They brought their back like in the, was it, 09, 07, 09, 08, something yeah, like that? Yep. Yeah. That's when Shawn Michaels was in the spirit squad, I think. Um, so the Yeah, RKO, RKO and Hogan on the, on the car, which was hilarious. Yep. Um, <laughs> Man, I miss um I miss the Saturday Night event theme song. Yes, that was just an amazing song. I miss WC I miss old school WWE theme songs. I think they have the coolest theme songs in the okay. world and I really miss those themes. WCW to me and I was coming to J.J. Dillon, uh, who was riding in my truck Thursday. 350 days, by the way. Great movie. Please check it out. I, I got to give him a shout-out yes. to them guys. Um, the two best theme songs in history, as far as this shows, the War Games uh, intro with the with the music, look it up, uh, GHP, I'm sure you will. Just type, a, type, type in War Games theme. The music they played in WCW when the cage went down, it was – Going over like all 80 pages for the rules of war games and the MS Microsoft uh, Word document on screen in the old school Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble, then Vince McMahon or Lord Arthur Hayes on the, uh, the voice of the work of me, Gene. The TT best themes in history to me as far as shows. When I hear that now, it is, mm. we are grown, grown men with families and kids and going back at his. As y'all call it, mark out in my soul. You know, you feel it in your soul. You, know, you feel it in your, in your loins. That, that, that's my opinion. Yeah. The war games theme and, and that old school Royal Rumble. And I actually, uh, trivia, I actually had some of the production themes that WWE used to do. Back when they used to have them, uh, them uh, with them opening videos, remember 30 seconds to one minute mm-hmm. videos we used to always do. Last Monday, last Friday, I used to love those. Yeah. But, I tell you what, those intros on the uh, video games, uh, I think no intro yeah. is better than Ahmed Johnson's. I think that uh, <laughs> uh, what he was uh, on, uh, what was it, Attitude that he was on? <laughs> and, uh, no, uh, no, he, he, was on, um, he was on he was on Warzone. Oh uh, yeah, he was on WWF Warzone, <laughs> and it was the cheat where you used to everybody had like four or five in, um, in four or five like uh, uh, promos. Yeah, you never yep. knew what the what in the world he was saying. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, Let me see if I can pull it up. Oh my god! Oh my god! I have to play it. I have to play it. Uh, he, he made he he made all that Johnson promos made Warrior look like Dusty Rhodes. Just <laughs> you were real. What are you saying? Two star WWF. Oh man, I'm I'll tell you tonight. Same song, you put it. What? 
<laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, I think we talked about we did the flavor of the week before as far as like worst promos, yeah. but I uh, <laughs> oh man, Stone Cold. Steve, he, oh goodness, what did he say? Steve Austin, Stone Cold. He said, uh, uh, "What you did? <laughs> <laughs> you stepped into the zone, Mozzo. You see." My zone. Oh. It's kind of like an end zone. Once you're in there, you score. <laughs> Monday uh. night, look out. Gustav, come in to get you. Matter of fact, I think I have, I think I have it right here. Uh. Oh, you said you sent me. Too stubborn to come back. So, 
I think that I think that Vince May would be more than willing to extend the olive branch and, and bring CM Punk for sure. Absolutely. Um, I definitely see. Well, I, I see. I highly see Enzo and Kaz coming back at some point. Um, not for a while because they weren't. I mean, they were expendable, unfortunately. Um, I, de- I see Enzo and Kaz coming back before Punk and AJ. Uh, Ask Chris, do you think WWE sign and put Dixie Carter as a manager for a wrestler or a general manager? Um, no, I don't see them hiring Dixie Carter as a manager. Um, she's, you know. She, you know, she was sitting on the money from Panda and, you know, making making a lot of money as president for TNA. Unfortunately, TNA as a as a as a whole was just doing very poor financially. Unfortunately, um, but no, I don't see Dixie Carter as a personality on on screen at all. Um, she doesn't fit the she doesn't fit the look. Uh, she's like fifty some years old. Um, how old is Dixie Carter, by the way? I think she's like in her like mid fifties now. So that wouldn't be a good that wouldn't be a good idea at all. Hashtag Ask Chris. Hashtag Ask Chris. Um, Dixie Carter. She was born in nineteen sixty four, October sixth, nineteen sixty four. Turns fifty four this year. So yeah. Uh, Brandon is asking, ask Chris, do you think Shane returns as a heel? Um, no, I mean, you know, eventually perhaps I can see a match between Shane and Daniel Bryan down the line. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't see Shane as like a big, big thing as far as personality wise. I think he'll keep the commissioner role. I think he he's just a he's strictly a talent. So I think he wrestles like I think he's booked to wrestle like once or twice a year. Um, so I can see him I can see him competing at Mania. I think he'll get a lot of pops when he comes back because he's been out for a while for about three months, and <clears throat> there's nothing there's no he can, you know there's not really a point to use him. It'll probably be Shane and Paige you know kind of working as a tandem. I can see Paige be a heel before Shane, and maybe Shane kind of comes in and kind of evens up the the score with that. But I think Paige has actually been doing a pretty good job as as GM. Um, Vicky Guerrero was an old GM. No, she was in her forties. She was in her forties when she was uh, a GM in her thirties, actually. Um, Vicky is um, she was in her forties, I believe. Now she's in her mid fifties, if I'm not mistaken. But um, she was in her forties as GM. She wasn't almost. She wasn't fifty four. That's for sure. Uh, Vicky Guerrero <clears throat> was born in 1968, so she's fifty. She turned fifty this year, so she was GM in her forties. She's been retired for a few years now, so. Uh, late thirties to to mid forties is when she was GM. So she still got about ten years. <laughs> uh, she, Dixie Carter still's got about ten years on her as far as GM. 
Okay, let's uh, let's address a few more of these Ask Chris questions. Kenny's asking, do you think Brock would interfere in the last league Reigns match next week? I do not think so. Nope, I don't think so. Um, I think he'll be – he's scheduled for SummerSlam. He's scheduled for the Raw after SummerSlam. Um, I don't see that as a triple threat. I see Reigns winning, and they're setting up for Reigns and, and Lesnar. They might do – he might come, I say, probably a time or two before SummerSlam. So there's five weeks. There's like four and a half weeks before SummerSlam. He'll probably come one of those times, perhaps, but I don't see him coming at much after that. Uh, Wild Boy is asking, can you explain how G1 works? Sure, I can explain how G1 works. All right, so you have uh, an A block, you have a B block, you have matches within the A block, and then uh, you get two points for winning, zero points for losing. I think you get one point for, like, uh, a non-tan or submission, something like that. Um, Mm. And then, basically, you have matches throughout uh, July, and... um, the winners of the two blocks with points as far as the most wins, uh, whoever has the most points with A block and B block, they go against uh, in the finals. And uh, the winner of those uh, gets a number one, becomes number one contender for Wrestle Kingdom. So uh, that's the, that's how the G1 works. It's a really good concept. IMAX. Um, let's see. Who else we got here? Um, who else we got? Franny's asking, will Lex Luger ever get put in the Hall of Fame? Yes, I believe so. Multi-Apples is asking, do you think Brock Lesnar will leave the Raw after SummerSlam? Do you think Paul Heyman will leave the same time Brock does? I suppose both of them will leave, but I've said before, um, yeah. So one point for victory, one point for a draw, zero for loss. Yep. I mean, two points for victory, one point for a draw, and zero for loss. So, yep. Um, I want Heyman to be with Roman Reigns. So that's um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, All right. So uh, let's talk about talk about extreme rules. What are your overall thoughts on extreme rules? Wrestling fans aren't happy. Uh, wrestling fans don't see this person who all fans listening. This isn't you. You don't feel no type of way. Wrestling fans are despicable. Don't know what you want. Uh, Pittsburgh hijacked the show. I was laughing at you and I as you said we were sitting uh, at Mania with the beach balls. And at first it was funny, but it comes to a point where it's just overkill. It's cool. Fans, you can hijack a show. It's cool. You can do something random. That's fine. But when you go to the left that Pittsburgh did, it's like, come on. I thought she ruled was, and I think we said this last week on the show, it really was shocking. All our predictions was just about wrong. It was, it lasted defeated Reigns, which people thought Reigns was going to win. The B team won the tag team titles. Nakamura, which yeah. you predicted right now, got wrong, won the U.S. title. Extreme Rules wasn't cookie cutter. It wasn't like, oh, it's WWE, so they're predictable. It was not. Uh, it was great to see the IC title. And I'm going to say this again. The IC title, main event, a pay-per-view. 
And shout yeah. out to Reigns. I'm Reigns. I'm sorry. Shout out to Rollins and Ziggler, who bested their tail in a very good match. And a lot of fans are mad about the ending. Guys, come on. You forget it's story, still storytelling. It's more money in the yeah. chase than it is when you win it. Rollins was obviously champ. Ziggler, I mean, this a few months ago, Ziggler was in purgatory. I mean, he was just lost. Didn't know what he did. Now, he oh, yeah. drew. I mean, it just works great. I thought it, thought it was a solid show. I, I thought it was funny with the fans hijacking it, and it got so crazy in the, during the main event. And I'm like, come on. Like, and he can't, clearly yeah. his dog and South from Shore went viral where they were talking, and it was like, Dad, it's racing when the clock was up there. And South was like, yeah, that's why they should have kept it up. So um, I thought it was a solid show. I, I enjoyed it because it just it was unpredictable. It was it, it was unpredictable. Yeah, I think it was a I think it was a solid show, like a you know, like a uh, C plus B minus type of deal. Um, yeah, probably C plus. I think it was a little above average, and uh, but I mean, from a predict you know, it, it wasn't predictable. That's why I do appreciate. Um, and, and that's what I like to see. I like, you know, I'm, uh, Reigns and Lassie are two of my favorites in WWE. So either one of them work winning work for me. So it was good to see, you know, Lashley win. Um, and you know, like he's, like I said, it, it wasn't a predictable pay-per-view. So that's what I appreciated. And I was glad to see the IC title main event too. I mean, that's, that's 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 really cool. The only bad thing about that is that it just continues to diminish AJ Styles. Um, but yeah, I think it was solid overall. Um, you know, some some uh, uh, Randy Orton. You know, <laughs> it's like he's starting to become like the big show of uh, of today's WWE. There's all these face and heel turns. You know, it's so funny because he's won almost as many titles as John Cena. And he started the same year as John Cena. But for some reason, Randy Orton, I prefer, I like Randy Orton over John Cena, but for some reason, um, for for some reason, John Cena seems, uh, feels like a much bigger star than Randy Orton for some reason. Uh, like, you know, it's just one of those things that, I don't know, maybe because he's, even before he went Hollywood, it just seems like John Cena was a much bigger star. And they've had, I mean, I think because Orton's been champ like four, 13, 14 times, something like that. And, uh, yeah, he's 12 uh, times. Yeah, so there, I mean, he's just only like two or three reigns below Cena, and he's younger than Cena. He's only, he's 37. So, 38. Well, 38. I, I think it's because, I think he's about to turn. I think it's because the company, Orton did more than just winning championships. Orton was more versatile. He was world champ, WWE champ. Then he also did tag champs, the RKO, the Legend Killer. He was he was uh, like a utility guy. He could be main event. He could yeah. stop the show. He could be in the middle. But the company, the machine wasn't fully. Randy Orton will be a legend. He's great, but the machine yeah. never was behind him as he being the number one guy with the senior. We've seen Captain Four Kids. Cena has never won the IC title. He probably will never. You know, Cena was the man, and, and he was nothing less than main event. 
Cena wasn't going to feud with uh, 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 Cody Rhodes or um, you know what I mean? He he wasn't going to feud with yeah. if he wasn't main event. Cena wasn't going to feud with you because WWE he was the man. That's you know, yeah. and like I said, that's why Cena always felt as the biggest star because like Orton, like you said, is younger, been around longer. Cena won just as many titles, but Orton never was. Um, Pop, I mean, he is in pop culture, but you know, the, the machine just wasn't wasn't fully behind him as the number mm-hmm. one guy. Orton was never was never the number one guy all the time like Cena was. Orton was the number True. one guy, but then he could use you here. So I think that's why me. I prefer Orton over Cena. That, that's me, but um, yeah, I, I do too. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Lexi's asking uh, a lot of the wrestling commentators have been blaming the crowd for ruining this event. Do you think that the crowd could possibly be emulating the sentiments of a growing number of viewers? <clears throat> no, not really. I mean, listen, if you're going to watch wrestling, watch wrestling, like period. If you don't like the product, don't watch. I mean, simple as that. Like if you're going to, if like I make a living doing this. So, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the product, but I love new Japan um, you know, I like Lucha. Um, I, I, I like, you know, Impact is okay. You know, I, I just, I really like, I like, I really like what Sammy Callahan's doing in Impact. He's probably one of the best heels in wrestling right now. Um, uh, and you know, Ring of Honors continues to to remain solid. So, the product as a whole is doing fantastic, I believe. But WWE is not doing very well as far as Drawing my interest like it could. I know that it, I know that they can, but they're they're just not. The unfortunate part is I think that a lot of like for instance, um, Lashley and Reigns was actually a pretty good match, but the fans crapped all over it because that's not who they like. That's just petty to me. That's that's ridiculous to me. Because you're ruining a good match. You have two people who are out there busting their butts to make sure that, you know, they give you a good quality product. And just because you, you know, are acting like a little baby, you're not going to pay much interest. And it's funny because uh, AJ and Rusev was slower in the in the beginning too, but they were all on that match. But uh, Reigns and Lashley were slower in the beginning, and they didn't want anything to do with it. So it has nothing to do with the style of matches. It just has to do with you have a fickle crowd nowadays who is selfish and stingy and say, hey, if you're not pushing our guy, whoever our guy is, which is now Rusev, you know, we don't like it, and we'll just crap on everything else. And it's like you just – to me – those are the fans that don't really appreciate the product as a whole. So, uh, let's see. We got a couple, couple more before we address just Raw and SmackDown as a whole. We'll just do grades for them and just real quick thoughts. Um, let's see. I saw another Ask Chris question. Um, I know it's here somewhere. Okay. Who do you think, uh, Wild Boy, who do you see Lashley facing at SummerSlam? Um, I think it's going to be a triple threat. I think it's going to be Reigns, Lashley, and Rock. I can see that happening. I hope it doesn't. But uh, I can see 
lastly, facing someone like a Strowman, um, I'd be okay with that. But I, I'd prefer them. I prefer them to book Lashley as a babyface, really. Um, uh, and and Strowman's a face too. You know, it's it's really maybe Elias, maybe someone like an Elias or something like that, just to kind of you know like for filler maybe. But if you know, it'd probably be triple threat. I really don't want to see that, but I can see that happening. Uh, Brandon's asking who will beat AJ for the title and when. I can see Joe uh, beating at SummerSlam. Gross is asking, what would the business be like today if WCW never went under? Oh, goodness. That's a flavor of the week. So <laughs> ask me that <laughs> next week. Uh, we'll, we'll make that a flavor of the week uh, for next week. I'll write that down. What was uh, what would the business be like today if WCW never went under? That's what we're going to talk about for the flavor of the week next week. So thank you for that, Gross. Um what would the business be like today? The business be like today, baby. If WCW uh, never went under. All right. So that's uh, that's what we're going to talk about next week. So stay tuned for a thorough analysis on that question. Most uh, examples. Uh, if and when do you think Owen Hart will be inducted in the Hall of Fame? Um, I say it'll be a while, over ten years. I say about, I say about two years. You only have like one posthumous induction every year, and I think the posthumous induction will be, um, will be Vader next year. So I think Owen probably two or three years. All right, what grade would you give Raw, Evan? Gosh, <laughs> I, I thought Raw was okay. It is Raw's predictable. Uh, you, you coming down? Okay, teach up with the right matches. All right, so it's gonna be Lashley against Reigns next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's like WWE. Says, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not down in WWE. We love WWE for what they are. Is this is you watch it enough? You just look at him like, okay, well, triple threat match last week against Reigns. I renew it. I renew it. See, same one's was coming up. I just knew, okay, triple threat match last week against Reigns. Yeah. It's, it's, it was predictable. I, I thought this battle was okay. Right, predictable. It's, it was okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, it was just average. Nothing really. It wasn't obviously worse roles. We don't show sure things yeah. better, so <laughs> that's all. Uh, I'll say I'll say C minus. Uh, that'll be my that'll be my yeah. my grade is C minus. Yeah, C minus. Um, yeah. Average. Thinking, why, why, why was Angel smiling when Drew McIntyre came out? Did McIntyre that? Angel had this big Who old smile on his face. Angle when 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 uh, Drew came out, you know, before everyone else came out, Angle had this big smile on his face. Yeah, I was like, huh, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, can we do something um, with Angle, please? I mean, we love Angle, 
He's such a jelly bag. It's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Come on, come uh, on. Like I said, I'll give it a, uh, about a C minus, slightly below average. Just because it was predictable doesn't necessarily mean it was bad, but, um, you know, the, right. the, the, right. the matches, the two main event matches were pretty good. I will give them that. They, they were pretty good, but I don't really care about Mojo Riley versus Tyler Tyler Breeze. So, uh, I see D, uh, two out of ten, which is a one out of five, which is twenty percent. So that's an F. She's uh, <laughs> not good. Um, no. Um, C minus D. Uh, D. Yeah, so C's and D's is what this, I see mostly. This is my fans know. During WCW's dying days, when it was on life support, in the year 2000 and 2001, they still had double the ratings that Raw has now. Yeah, WCW was getting uh, threes and fours. They was getting... 3.0, 3.1s, 3.5s, even on their bad gears, and that was low then. And they still got more viewership. When was the last time Raw even cracked the 2.5? Gosh, if Raw hit a 2.8, glory days are here again. I don't think they've even hit a 3, I think, in the past 10 or 15 years. Now, I could be wrong. I know... And, you know, the, the Monday afternoon yeah, debut is really high. Yeah, they've averaged a three. Right. Um, right. But, yeah. I know they, when, when, they, when, when Batista came back, when Brock debuted at the Mania the first time, and Sting, uh, the Monday after Sting debuted, I know some of those were like some of the highest rating segments. I don't know if they hit threes, but, I mean. Yeah, they hit threes. Raw hitting the three. They've been averaging. They, they, they've been hitting threes often, uh, low threes, um, but they've okay. fallen to the to the high twos recently. They 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 still manage about three million viewers. Um, let's see, we got um, Brad is asking, why do you think Orton is attacking attacking Hardy? All right, so with that, um, everybody give your um, grade for SmackDown too. Um, SmackDown was a lot more intriguing this this week because it was a cliffhanger, and so um, I think he's attacking Hardy because um, he ate his uh, sushi backstage about about seven years ago, and uh, he never got an opportunity to get back at him for eating his sushi, and so that's um, that's what happened. Uh, they'll probably come up with something just off the wall as far as why is he attacking him. Um, it doesn't make Seven sense six. to me because it would make it would make sense if Orton was feuding against Nakamura. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand that, but it seems like, um, it seems like we'll get Orton Hardy, but it seems like Hardy just needs some time off though. I mean, he just looks rough. He even said that in the beginning. Um, Joseph's asking uh, thoughts on AJ versus uh, Almas. I think that I thought that was a very good match. Uh, it, it, to match. me, it seemed like a SummerSlam uh, U.S. Championship match. Like, that's what it had that type of feel to it. Um, yeah, they they, 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 they opened this 
open the show, though. That's the like, they were just really booking AJ Styles to not if, look like a star. I just if, if I'm I, not, I don't like that. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, who's the WWE champion? The the WWE champion is uh-huh. AJ Styles, right? So why the WWE champion doesn't always have to end the show. The, the way they've been booking AJ Child, AJ, I'm about to say AJ Child, AJ Styles, it's horrible. Like, what's the last oh, time yeah. AJ Styles made it in the SmackDown? It's, you know, it, and that's the sad part. I mean, he's had matches with Nakamura, but um, it, they just haven't really, they haven't made him look like a star. It's, just, it's really unfortunate. Um. Good, glad, good to see Naka move on to eight titles rematches. Yeah, very true. Uh, and AJ haven't even yeah or yeah. Wild Boy said or a pay per view. When was the last time he made it in a pay per view? That's a good point. Um, so when he went against Brock, yeah, Brock at the Rumble. He said Brock at the Rumble. He he went against Brock um, at Survivor Series last year. Was it Survivor Series or that um, was the Rumble? No, it's Survivor, it's Survivor Series. Series good. Yeah, that, yeah. Was the last, that was the last time he made a minute. No, but I thought I think the Raw, I think the Raw Survivor Series was the main event though. I don't think they main event. Let me check and see. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Hall match. So that's when Goldberg defeated. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. But I don't think the match was. That was two years ago. When Goldberg won. When Goldberg defeated. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That was sixteen. Uh, Survivor says, "All right, so um, yeah, I'll give, I'll give SmackDown a um, I'll give SmackDown better than Raw. C plus. Yeah, I give it. I I think it was there's some good points on it. Left me, there was some saga to it at the end, so you know, I'll, I'll give it that. Um, Samoa Joe seems like uh, they're building him to be like a monster heel. Good to see our truth back. He makes me crack up every time. The the whole thing <laughs> with him being on his Bluetooth and and uh, diligent thinking that he was talking to him. Just subtle stuff like that is just funny to me. Uh, All right, so let's talk. Can we, can we add our truth real quick to the King Cena Undertaker the Untouchables where they just show up at whatever show they want. There's no R-Truth wasn't. <laughs> no, well, he got, well, he got, he got drafted with the shakeup, though. Yeah, he, yeah, he's been there oh, since he did? April. He just, yeah, he, oh, okay, he just doesn't bring that much. Uh, Raw, oh, the Raw sorry. match did, uh, did main event, uh, smack, uh, did main event Survivor Series last year. Yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. So, um, any more Ask Chris questions? Hashtag Ask Chris. I'll address a couple more of them, but. Uh, in the meantime, let's uh, hop into the Flavor of the Week real quick. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week! <laughs> body slam, ladies and gentlemen. Body slam, body slam, body slam. Um, 1986. Uh, Roddy Piper. So you got the guy, Dirk Benedict. Um he was down on his uh down the down on his luck, so to speak, and start off with him getting his car repoed and 
own a lot, trying to go to the auto shop and own a lot. So he's trying to uh, recruit um, NBA Live or NBA 2K. I, I mean, I've, I haven't played. Um, I haven't played NBA Live or 2K in so long. I, I, I'm still. I, I haven't been a gamer in probably hmm, 15 years or so. Um. I always played the. I used to always play the NBA Live, but I haven't been much of a gamer. I got a wife and three kids, uh, ages eight months to six almost. So, <laughs> so I, uh, my video games is watching them run up and down every day. Um, although I did get my son to play. My son loves playing um, No Mercy on sixty four. He loves that game, so he's like hooked. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so 1986. All right. So, uh, let's see. We got a couple more. Were you more of an? Uh, Brandon, Brandon's asking, were you more of a ECW guy or WCW guy? WCW for sure. I liked ECW, but I was WCW guy. Multi uh, Apple's asking, uh, when do you think? When do you think Triple H will take over Raw and SmackDown? When Vince McMahon dies. Life sucks, and then you die. Um, but it seems like Vince Man, you know, he's 72 and he's still in good shape, and, you know, we'll see. Rob is asking, funeral parlor or brother love show? Mm, good question. Um, I think brother love show was more popular. I'll go for that. I, I'll, do, I'll do brother love show. All right, so, you know, I watched Body Slam years ago. And uh, for some reason, I really liked it. I, I was a big fan of uh, Body Slam, and I, it was a really cool type of movie to me because maybe, um, m- maybe it was fun. Maybe because maybe because it was a wrestler into it. Maybe maybe because the wrestler was in it. Piper was in it. Maybe because I was so infatuated of a wrestler being in a movie that I liked it at that time. But man, I watch it 32 years later, and I say, man, I just it was rough to Oof. keep up with. <laughs> it was like, yeah. man, things you don't get with It was tough. It was tough to really follow the plot. I mean, like you got the uh, Dirk Benedict appearance, Jason. Um, I uh, I was I had that in my notes actually. Rick Flair made an appearance. It was cool to see Barbarian in a big role. I think that was pretty cool in 1986. Um, but I mean I mean Lou Albano was in a big role, so that was pretty cool too. But it was really tough to follow, like the plot and like it was about Dirk Benedict being kind of down on his luck and and hiring and and managing. Um, uh oh goodness. Oh what was his name? Tonga Kid Tonga Kid, I believe. Tonga um, Kid, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh and, and Roddy Piper. And so he made him a tag team, he wanted to make them a big tag team. Then you had Axe and Hammer the Cannibals. <laughs> and uh so yeah. Uh, Rob is saying Flair, Bruno Blassie, Alpha, Sika, Barbarian, Star Set of your wrestling fan. Yep. Um yeah, so I mean, yeah, it was it was just kind of tough to follow with me. Like it just, um, it just ah, it just, there was nothing. 
And then, I mean, they they beat the crap out of Piper, and then and then um, and then at the end, you know, they were trying to kind of build themselves up to go against the Cannibals again. Uh, Dark Diggler had to dress in drag because he didn't want to be seen because he owed people money, and he, you know, um, yeah, I just you know, I, I just wasn't really into it. Honestly, I watched it today. I, I mean, I watched No Holds Barred, and I was excited. And I watched Ready to Rumble. I was like, oh yeah, I really, I still like both of those movies. Watching in the past couple of weeks, but I was like, man, you know, just yeah, just kind of, kind of eh to me. Just kind of, just kind of blah. It was hard to, hard to keep up with the plot. And I just, I was, I was, um, I, I was. Disappointing. I really, I really was. Funny though, uh, Piper faced uh, Tonga Kid back in 1984, two years before the movie came out. So, and in this movie, they were tag, they were tag teams. So, pretty cool stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you you ever watched uh, Body Slam. I I didn't get a chance to watch it for the show. Like I said, the last time I watched it was as a kid. I did look over some holiday YouTube because I forgot my barium was in it. Um, yeah. You know, just certain things as a kid, you're like, wow. And then as an adult, you're like, man, it's just yeah. it's bad. But it's a lot of times in life, you get all innocent. Still, I prefer to watch yeah. movies over there, maybe some movies any day. Yeah. Like the Marine 8 with Shawn Michaels. No one Shawn Michaels is a hell. Was the Marine 8 or did it condemn to or whatever it is. You gotta watch that. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll do one more. Uh, we'll do the what would the business be like today if WWE, WCW never went under. We'll do that. Well, uh, um, Storyline the movie is just as straight as it gets. It was just a test to see if Piper can make money acting. Um, so, alright, so follow at Chris Prolific. Um, let me know what movie, uh, like 80s movies, 80s, 90s movies that's wrestling related, PG or PG 13. Uh, give me a movie that follows wrestling movie that you guys want to talk about next week. We talked about uh, two weeks ago was No Holds Barred. Last week was Ready to Rumble. This week was Body Slam. If you can think of like a PG, PG-13 movie um, that was in the 80s or 90s, I'll watch it and we'll review it next week. And then we'll talk about the WCW baby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, a couple more ask quick questions. I'll throw in one more trivia question before we uh, before we go. Question. Um, uh, no, I did not see the 1970s version of the wrestler. No, I did not. Um, Why WWE Barry Taz? Um, he's seen a lot of this. Uh, he said that um, if he could point out one. Incident that caused him this push to be uh, on halt was when he did that suplex um, that he actually uh, flipped over. 
um, that we, they weren't happy about that backstage. So, and as we saw, he uh, wasn't very successful with that. He won a tag team title, but uh, wasn't very successful with that hardcore championship too. Uh, will Miz be WWE champion again? I mean, he's what 38. Um, probably gonna be in the pit yeah. or at least uh, that old. Five, six years, seven years, maybe, maybe. Uh, so yeah, I can see, I can see him uh, being champion. He's a good heel. I think he has that mid-card feel for his creators. Something about Miz that just don't connect with the top guy. But, um, but you know, I can, I can definitely see WWE rewarding him as a, you know, being world champ as a sign of his dedication to the company, which I will give him that. He's uh, very dedicated to the company. All right. Uh, let's see if we got any more actors questions. Um, let me ask one more trivia before we go. Here we go. Sunday Night Heat ended in 2008. What, did, what <laughs> year did it debut? Sunday Night Heat in it in 2008. What year did it debut? Uh, someone's saying Matt Miz doesn't connect because of his moveset. Um, nope. I see 99. I see 2001. Um, nope. That's not the correct answer. Are we going to leave the show tonight? There you go. Well, somebody got it. 1998. Ten-year run for Sunday Night Heat. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think uh, that's going to wrap it up for episode 329. As always, so much fun. Thank honor. you so much for the chat room. Thank you so much for Twitter and Facebook and all of that wonderful stuff. Uh, follow me uh, at Chris Bolivar on Twitter. Follow the show at Crave Wrestling. And, uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for uh, joining us live. Thank you all for joining us. Um, not live, but I'll tell you what, if you're watching this not live, uh, come join the chat room live because we have a lot of fun every single yeah. week. And, uh, and we have a great time. So, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, love you guys. Have a good night, everybody. Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.